What's going on, everybody? It's Let Down. I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I am finally hanging out with an artist I've been super excited about for the past year. I think I found you or your music in February of this past year, of this year, and I've just been obsessed uh, since then. Let Down, what's up, man? And uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. I've been really excited about this ever since you hit me up, so. Yeah. Can do it. Dope. I'm super excited. So, you know, first of all, uh, before we really dive in and talk about your music, how was last night? MCR, man, like that, those five nights, oh my gosh, like I'm jealous of everyone that's been going. I haven't, I haven't had the chance for this tour just cause I've been so busy, but like you were there last night. What was that like? Magical. So I've been listening to MCR since, I, I mean, since everybody else been listening yeah. to MCR, I think, uh, 2005, I, I might, I don't remember what grade I was in, but I mean, I even, I had the marching coat my hair i had the emo hair i did every yeah. single inch of it um and i didn't even know they were going to be in la yeah. um until we we passed by a billboard and luckily um greg thompson who works with uh my record label he's uh the president of or was the president of live nation so he was able to get us last minute tickets and let us swoop in there it was magical man i shed a, a tear <laughs> i really did that's amazing and it's you know i i guess at the same time like i feel like you are today's my chemical romance just a different kind of like that's what i get with your music and your vibe just because the feelings that i felt when i would listen to my chemical romance is what i'm feeling when i'm listening to your stuff like you talk about shit that's like not only real but it's shit that i'm that we all go through um and you know i know you say this is your therapy session but it's like you're saving a lot of lives with your music that's a tall order i mean Mo modern michael i mean <laughs> don't do that to me man <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the, the message behind my music has been, um, simple and pretty absolute. Um, I just, I, I had a childhood man. it was, it was difficult growing up. It was difficult to be me, but the older I got, I realized that it, it was a lot of other people that dealt with this exact same thing. And like the messages and like the things that people tell me are, are incredibly overwhelming. And it's, it's been pretty interesting and really heartwarming and also super sad to know how many people feel the exact same way as me. Like, it's really hurtful to see, like, the whole world hating everything. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just. It's rough. But, you know, for you, like, what is that, what is that like? For, uh, that first single for me was Empty. That's, that's what introduced me to you. And, you know, even to this day, I'll listen to it and there's chills running down. I watched the music video and I'm looking at the comments on YouTube. And, like, literally, like you kind of mentioned earlier with MCR, like, I get tears because I see these like personal comments of things that are going on with people. Um, you coming into this song empty, the writing process, knowing that you're going to, or maybe you didn't know you were going to release this song. Like what was that writing process like for you? I actually had no idea I was going to release the song. Um, I wrote the song well, I was living in Indiana and I had just started mm -hmm. and I was, I had moved there. I don't know, maybe two weeks before I started and I was starting a new job in Indiana and then the country and I have to go on remote, like remote work at this new job. And I wasn't able to meet anybody or make any friends. So I was stuck in this new apartment, in a new state I'd never been in yeah. for like six months and never got to make any friends. And it was like the most depressing time of my life. And I also kind of like cut all my ties and left my hometown of Texas. So I also had no one to go back to. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, I burned some bridges. <laughs> um, no, it was um, it was the culmination of my childhood in that depressive state. And "Empty" was just a song that had a one verse. It was that first that first line of the song I just had thrown on TikTok, and then it just exploded from there. And it was this crazy rush to finish it because 
it got to the point where people were like messaging me in the droves, the thousands, like, dude, if you don't finish this song, I'm going to do something really crazy. I'm like, wow. Okay. It's bigger than just me. Damn. So that's kind of the process behind writing it. There wasn't much of a process. I, um, drink a lot and I write a lot when I drink (laughs) and whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. So like, I think half of that song was the original demo that I just had recorded in a one take and thrown up on TikTok. And I mean, it's as real as it gets. That's just what happened. So now that you have that added pressure with the fans that or the audience um, that are listening to the music and want this to be finalized and released, um, going into the studio to actually record the official song that we hear today, like, was that more of a challenge now that you knew that there's so many people actually listening to your pain, to everything that you're going through? Not so much. So to this day, I still don't go to studios. I do everything alone from mixing and mastering, writing, producing. It's all at my house. So it makes it super easy in that aspect to finish something. Yeah. Um, Your own comfort. Oh, yeah, dude. I hate going to other studios. Because then I have like 50 people looking at me. I'm like, please turn around. (laughs) Please don't look at me while I do this. Um, But no, there, there was a lot of pressure that I initially felt. I mean, for the first few months of this project, I did feel a lot of pressure because I was building to this level on social media that people expected more from me than I was able to give them. And so I ended up wrapping that into my writing and that made it a lot easier. I started writing songs about putting pressure on me to release stuff and how that's messing everything up. It screws timelines up. It ruins everything. But at the same time, it makes everything better because these, these fans, they, they're dedicated, man. I have some pretty awesome fans, but at the same time, they, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot. I don't like. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of having other people's hearts in my hands. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, it, it, if I got to do it, I'll do it because someone's got to do it. I don't want anybody to feel the way I felt. So right. That's where I'm at with it. That's delicate. That's and and you know in in doing that, um, because of the success that you had with Empty, going into new material or moving forward to new material. Do you feel like that kind of experience that you had with with that newfound fan base uh do you feel like it made you kind of rethink your artist career or kind of like think about like your lane as far as music goes and what you were going to pursue moving forward a little um there was a time where i started going into more of that empty direction for a while but then people started asking me like hey are you going to write something that's not about this necessarily and i was i realized that people weren't it, it was that moment I realized that people weren't following me just because of Empty. They were following me because they like yeah. appreciated the story, they liked the message, and I was able to split off. And I mean, since Empty, every song I've released, I think I've released maybe four or five since then, and every song's been a different genre yeah. and about different stuff. They all center around you know mental health and, and self-image and depression. And But the people have stuck behind every single one of them, even the ones I didn't personally like. Yeah. I've even released a couple that I didn't want to release, and <laughs> TikTok was just like, no, you're going to. This and I was like... <laughs> Okay, we'll get it out there. <laughs> That's the other thing that I love about you, that you you basically have your own lane. Like, we can't put you in a bubble. And um, that's what I appreciate about the music industry right now as, like, you know, there's so much new material coming every single day, so many new artists coming every single day. But it's it's not the generic of, like, this is a pop record, this is a rock record, this is a country record. Like, now you're, you just pretty much dabble in every kind of sound, style, and genre. Um what kind of challenge do you face in doing that whenever you're writing music? Uh, the challenge that uh, the people I work with want me to be a rock band. Some of them want me to be an alt band. And I will like call them off and be like, yo, I wrote this song. And it's like a disco song. And they're like, Blake, 
<laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> and then I'd make a rock version of it. Like, well, it doesn't sound the same. And I'm like, well, it's because it's yeah. a rock version now. And I don't know, man. I Every song I write is a completely different, different genre. And I'm about to actually do my biggest genre flip I've ever done. And I'm not going to talk about it because it's, <laughs> it's, it's so left field from everything I've done. You're doing K-pop. Dude, <laughs> that would be delicate. But no, like start of this new, in 2023, I have a... a, a you know, it's going to start being coming down to writing my first record and all this yeah. other stuff. And I have definitely am going to 180 on some people and you may, might lose some, but I'm going to win a ton because yeah. it's, it's definitely the most real version of me going back to my roots, going back to what I grew up listening to. I know we brought up MCR, but it's, 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 a, lot, it's, it's a lot like that. <laughs> it's uh it's definitely going back to all the things I originally believed in. It's funny, the far, farther I climb corporately musically is the closer I'm getting back to doing what I actually want to do. Yeah. So I guess it shows you what you really want in life, right? It, it puts everything in this perspective. You know, it shows you uh, what what's possible, what you can do, what you can do with some things. But yeah. it just all it makes me want to do is defy what I'm supposed to do even more. Yeah, damn. And at the same time, like with this, with these different genres that you do, the one thing uh, that I see consistently within each track that you do is that it's very theatrical. Um, is this something that just naturally happens in the writing process, or is this something that you? always want to make sure that your music no matter what sound it is like it's going to be theatrical i think a lot of theatrical stuff comes from the orchestral cinematic vibe that ends up being in all my music Mm -hmm. um i grew up listening to like my chemical romance and then that evolved into like metalcore and like bands like the devil wars prada and like attack attack and we came as romans and the producer who worked on all those records was this guy named joey sturgis one of my biggest idols tell me you're working with him (laughs) no We've exchanged on Instagram a couple <laughs> times, but um, no, I I don't want to ask. <laughs> Him and Eric Ron, I'd love to see you work with Eric yeah. Ron. Uh, me and Tyler Smith. Tyler, I love you, Tyler. We're working on. We're yes, working on, we're working on some stuff right now. Okay, and now I know where you're going. Yeah, it's <laughs> great, dude. Um, uh, yeah, and you know who Heavy is? Those guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the unlikely candidates guy. Yeah. All that. Yeah, dude, we're working on some stuff too. So if that'll help blend your mind into where we're going Gosh, yeah. um definitely the emo's coming out but no the cinematic stuff it's something i've always obsessed over i was a huge hans zimmer fan at one point in my life i wanted to score music for movies nice. and so it's it's now subconscious but it used to be an active part of my brain that when i write something i have to make it sound like there's an entire movie score going on in the background and that it just brings out the natural theatrics in any song for me yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Uh, while you're in the studio with Tyler, make sure that you keep reminding him that I said he should know who I am. That Danger Kids needs to come back, <laughs> dude. I didn't know he was that was dan- that was him. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Really? Until I, I, I think it was uh, like four weeks ago we worked together for the first time. Yeah. And dude, we wrote a banger. It was so good. I'm so um, excited. Yeah, he told me about that, and I was my mind was blown. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I knew him and Sturgis were in the same little family, but. Yeah. Well, shit, I hope that shit happens. Anyways, new music. Let's talk about uh, Freak, which is the current single right now. Um, and just another masterpiece, man. I can't you, – you keep exciting me every time you release something. Um, take me into the studio with this one, and how different was this, this process for this song? Um, and do you feel like you were more personal on this one or more, more vulnerable on this song, or do you feel like Empty was more vulnerable? vulnerableness empty still is going to take the cake yeah. on being more more vulnerable freak was more of um so i wrote freak with one of my best friends my oldest friend his name's ryan silvera and we grew up together yeah. and he's an old friend back from texas 
Um, and him and I both kind of had this outcast mentality growing up together, and we've looked on each other to help us out of depressive states growing up. And so we came together and wrote this song, Freak, um, which is funny that you bring up Freak. And I, it's funny how I, earlier I said I can I write disco songs sometimes. <laughs> Freak originally was a disco pop song. Nice. Like, think Charlie Puth. Oh, shit. I'll show it to you after this. Okay. Hilarious. Damn. But we were, we loved it. Yeah. And we sent it to the label, and they were like, no. Next. Not, not happening. <laughs> uh, they called me Blake Puth. And I was like, uh, got it. Well, at least it nailed who you were trying to do, right? Oh, he, my NR rep, AJ, shout out to AJ. I love you. Um, <laughs> he, um, he immediately found it. He, he knew exactly what I was trying to go for, and he was... I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't authentic. It wasn't let down. I have to agree yeah. with them. It's not that they shut it down. It's that they knew that that wasn't the way it was going to go. But I 180'd it. I, I went down the route that I knew was going to work. I did the, the rock and the cinematic, added the strings, made it big. Um, Freak's a cool song. Uh, it's, it's more of a culmination of the way that I've always felt. Mm. And a lot of things were said about me. I haven't always been the best guy to a lot of people, especially growing up. And that evolved into kind of the culmination of what Freak became and what it means to me. So it's just, it's another one, man. That's heavy, dude. Everything you're doing is heavy. Like, I, I like, I've, I can't imagine what it's like for you when you're actually writing and recording these songs. Because, um, yeah, you say it's, it's like therapy to you, but I feel like coming out of that session, I feel like it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's draining at the same time. It's very draining. It's very draining. I, I, I don't sleep. Um, and, and if I, I have two modes. It's an hour a night or it's, 16 hours like Damn. it's either a depressive coma or it's i go two weeks and i maybe get five hours that whole two weeks Damn. it's it's bad um a lot of people ask me all the time dude you gotta like take care of yourself and i'm like i don't really know how yeah but um coming out of the studio for something like that is 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 rough but it's also accomplishing and the way i view it is i if i if i stop like writing music if i stop this i don't have an option b i don't know what else i'll do that's that's gonna be a life changer though like i, I don't know i i don't want to get too negative but it, it's basically that or nothing yeah. so. you gotta focus on this yeah okay. don't do anything else oh there's nothing else <laughs> there isn't and if you, if you get what that means there's nothing else to do man i don't have another option now as far as writing this with ryan um he's a songwriter you guys also wrote on the rocks for his like debut um which oh, like he just i got you man um, so, you know, he just started releasing music as well, but he's been a songwriter for some time. Like that collaboration between the two of you, like what is that dynamic like in the studio or wherever you guys are writing? It's the easiest, the most fun. Um, like I said, we met when we were kids yeah. and, um, we just started hanging out. I mean, I taught him music, like how to play guitar, like everything. Like yeah. we just kind of came up together. The dynamic is super simple. It's uh, 80% us making fun of each other and 20% grinding hard on music. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing else much to say other than it's just, it's fun, it's alive, it's electric. And he's one of the only people in my life that, like, we could sit down and have a good cry together. I'm my most vulnerable around him, mm. which makes it a lot easier for us to vibe. Is that someone that you've been working with the most as far as, like, your music goes, or do you try and just keep it to yourself? <sighs> um... What do you mean? Ask that question. Uh, as far as a songwriter, is that someone that, that you've worked with the oh, most? Like exclusively? Yeah. Um, time spent, songs written, yes. Um, recently, no. I mean, I love working with anybody and anybody I can. The songwriting with other people besides him is very new to me. Him and I have always dabbled in writing songs together. Yeah. Um, obviously, now I'm, I'm going out and I'm writing a lot of songs. With, like I did Go to Hell with Nick Bailey, which is like one of my 
heroes and now we're friends and it's super weird and like Tyler Smith and the heavy guys and it's been really cool but no Ryan um definitely not exclusive but definitely my favorite person to ride with but it's mostly because of the personal connection yeah what have you learned from writing with Nick what have I learned from writing with Nick oh how has he made you a better songwriter Nick is loose Nick doesn't have rules Nick has no shame he will show you a voice memo from the bathroom on an airplane and you can't hear it and you'll hear like maybe two notes you're like oh shit that's a hit and it's just him going that's the best thing about Nick dude and he like the no shame part he doesn't care I write with a lot of writers and they're like hear me out this is gonna be rough you know they they have to they have to they have to get get you going get you ready for it Nick doesn't Nick doesn't care he's like listen to this man and then he just goes <laughs> and it could be the best and worst thing you heard but it's a hit yeah Nick's the best that's dope you you've got like some really cool people that you get to work with and I'm like super excited and jealous at the same time uh you mentioned airplanes you had a collaboration with Elliot Lee titled airplanes and I want to talk about that collaboration because that's someone uh, um in a different kind of genre as well and listening to that and listening to both your voices together was pretty awesome um what was it like working with them? Elliot is one of the sweetest souls I've ever met in my life. Um, they're just an incredible, incredible human, a pleasure to work with. I, uh, I met them through uh, Michel, which is a producer in Brooklyn, New York. He's from France. All we do is make fun of his French accent. Such a fun time. And then uh, James Shelley, um, who's also a writer and producer in Nashville, Tennessee. You might know him. He was the uh, mandolin player from... Uh, was that, this is going to be the best day of my life. (laughs) Yeah, which he doesn't let me make fun of him for, but I always want to. I always make as many best day of my life puns as possible. (laughs) And he just ignores every single one of them. But shout out to those guys. Working with all of them was incredible. They flew me out to Brooklyn. Uh, We had a blast. I got to film a little video with Elliot and um, do some TikTok duets and stuff. I just have no, like, negative... This is hard to say. It was just such a perfect time. Um, I wrote my part. I sent it. Everything was copacetic. Nothing needed to be changed. It was just like, you wrote this, you wrote this. It sounds amazing. Hugs, kisses. <laughs> awesome. Comes out. Everyone's happy. Yeah. And it was probably the easiest, most butterly smooth songwriting or song uh, featuring experience I've ever had. I, I do hope there's more between the two of you. Um, just because I, I really loved, uh, like, I, and I mean it, like, I love the way that both of your voices kind of... Uh, blended together. It's so night and day. Yeah. It's so left and right that I love it too. It works. I like the way they work together. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Now, throughout this process of writing and releasing music, um, you know, doing various genres, and at the same time, you're kind of hitting new vocal ranges, new vocal tones every single time. Which song or which vocal tone do you feel has been like the biggest challenge for you to kind of to nail during the recording, and especially like when you're performing them live? I have a new song. It's called Crying in the Shower. I wrote it with the heavy guys. Um, this has been my biggest challenge because it is a genre I have not explored yet that calls for this more like yelling, over-the-top, pop-punk-style nice. anthem vocal that I have never done because I'm always either doing something super soft or something super energetic. I mean, it's either Panic Disco or Managing Dragons. That's like where my voice goes. Okay. This is like... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. This is like if My Chemical Romance and MGK collabed. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, right? I would never expect that kind of, (laughs) that kind of, like, uh, example. (laughs) It's, it's anthem-y, it's big, it's, 
I mean, I this last tour I just did, we we played that song at the end of the set every night, and it was the only song people came up to me after the show. They're like, "What is that?" That was the best one that I'm like, I know. That's that's the one. That's gonna kick off this whole new transition for me. That was my biggest vocal challenge because it was a part of me that did not come naturally, mm-hmm. but it came so naturally to the song. I knew I had to learn it. Yeah. So did that did that tone have you write differently um, when you were starting to write or finalizing the song? A little bit, um, but also not because well, I don't know why. It, it just not not really. I mean, I my writing style. I don't even know if I have a writing style. It's just always approached differently, and it's usually just. I make voice memos on my drives places. So I don't know. Not really. There's a EDM version of uh, Empty dropping soon, right? Yeah. October 20. Okay. Something like that. October something. Very wrong. (laughs) It's dropping soon. Um, (laughs) Bloody Beat Roots. Sick. Yeah, dude. I was a huge fan as a kid. Uh, My A&R rep from the label calls me up one day and he's like, yo, you're doing a remix of empty with the bloody beat roots and i had to like put my phone down and dance around the room and he's like also we're filming a music video we gotta fly you out there now and i was like let's let's go um working with the bloody beat roots sick amazing um just super super sweet super nice wanted to know my story wanted to serve the song really easy to work together the music video is really cool it's really fun um i had to do some acting in it and i'm not a good actor okay, looking forward to that oh god don't look too hard forward <laughs> to that but no just all around great experience i'm really excited for the song to come out Dope. now lastly you just wrapped up a mini tour uh with the warning i love those girls they're incredible um how are these shows for you and uh why wasn't there an la date <laughs> I'm kind of pissed about that. Um, I don't know why there wasn't an LA date other than the fact that the last date I did uh, with them, they were going to Tijuana the next day. So when the day I got to LA, they were already on their way to Tijuana. Yeah. Um, don't know why I didn't go to Tijuana, but I'm kind of glad because I would be doing this right now. Yeah, I'm glad too, yeah. Um, working with the Warning Girls, awesome. Their family's so sweet. Those girls are so sweet. Their manager, shout out to Rudy. Yeah, awesome girls. dude. Um the shows are killer. The best part about the warning, though, is that, or the warnings tours, is that they hit markets that I don't really have much of a market in. So I won't have that many fans there. There'll still be some people there for me. Yeah. But that's my favorite show to play for. I love playing in front of thousands of people that have no clue who I am and then just watch them all flood Eventually, my merch yeah, booth yeah. after the show. <laughs> and I, I love it. I love making new fans. I love just making new friends. I love connecting with people. One of these days you'll come to my shows, you'll see I'm a, I call out people on stage. Dope. I like stare people in the eyes and I t- <laughs> talk directly to them. It, it sounds creepy. I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah. It's a, but no, I, just, I, I like connecting with people. I love making new fans. I'd rather play to a crowd of people and win them over than play to a crowd of people that already know the music, although they both would be equally awesome. Yeah. Dope. Well, let's hope that you know, a full-blown tour for you happens sometime soon. An L.A. date happens for you soon. Yeah, there's yeah I can't hear you. What? There's something. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't have all the information. I, I, I do. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, yeah, I'll be playing in L.A. before the end of the year. Cool. I'm looking forward and to I, it. I'll, Make it. I'll be playing a uh, letdown U.S. tour, headlining tour, before the end of the year. So okay. you'll right. know. We'll know. It'll all happen. Right. We'll, we'll keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. All right, dude. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Congratulations with the releases so far. Um, I'm super excited, man. I'm super excited to hear what this new music is going to be like. Um, I grew up pop punk. 
So we're in this together, man. So uh, thanks for watching here on Front Row Live. Be sure to head over to Spotify and his YouTube channel, Let Down. And uh, thanks for watching. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.